If you're looking for your new favorite tallow brand, Sun and Moo has your back. They are 100% grass-fed, grass-finished tallow using organic oils and herbs. Owned by Christian women with over a thousand five-star reviews. You can use the code HOMEGROWN to get 10% off your order. That is at sunandmoo.com. Raw Optics creates premium blue light protection eyewear designed to protect you from artificial light at night and during the day, optimizing how you feel and function. I personally own their daytime lenses and their nighttime lenses and have put them to the test. You can save 10% when you use the code HOMEGROWN over at rawoptics.com. That's R-A-O-P-T-I-C-S.com. Welcome to the Homegrown Podcast, a place where we share the truth about food and farming from our kitchen to yours. I'm your host, Liz Hazelmeyer, along with my husband, Joey. Good evening. And together we hope to educate, inspire, and equip you in your pursuit of true nourishment. Today's episode is just me and Joey, and we're going to be covering kind of like a three-part section. So one, we're going to go over my experience and follow-up analysis of 75 Hard. Mm. Then we're going to go into just a conversation about things that we're taking into the new year, rhythms, routines, things we've learned that we want to emphasize in 2024 because it's mid-December and I think it's time we start thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to end the episode with a challenge to the community and details on that. So make sure that you listen all the way through. Mm. It's interesting because I like this format of, of we, we basically both did, you did 75 hard. I ran a marathon and trained for it. And both of those, tasks or challenges were very new year's resolution-y and and I, and I think that it, it just reshaped the way I see how I want to go into the new year how so it's it's um it's given me more appreciation for accumulated gains over a long period of time hmm. as opposed to all right new year's resolution I'm you know, done with junk food and I'm working out every day. And it's like, man, you don't have to do it that hard. It's, it's, it could be one small thing and everything from our own fitness to this, this refresh nourishment, refresh that we're going to talk about at the end that we're going to be doing with all of our community and homegrown together. But we also did some stuff with our kids, which is really cool. Right. And so Ruthie did Ruthie's 30 hard. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. It's just awesome. So cool. So give people that don't know or that need a reminder, a refresher on what 75 hard is. Yeah. So 75 hard is like a program or a challenge all geared around self-discipline. So you basically have to do five things for 75 days straight. Um, The first is drink a gallon of water. You have to take a progress picture every single day. You have to get two 45-minute workouts in. One of those has to be outside. So they want you to not do them consecutively. They want it to be basically as most as the most inconvenient as possible. Mm-hmm. So they need to be separate. One has to be outside. So if it's raining, you still got to go do it. And then uh, you have to follow a particular diet, which also means no alcohol. Mm. But then beyond that, you know, follow a particular diet for 75 days and stick to it and read 10 pages of a book every single day. That book cannot be fiction. It needs to be nonfiction. It needs to be something that's growing your mind, stretching your brain, um, helping you shape various perspectives on your life. So the way I approached this is I did the gallon of water, but I made sure that I was refueling with minerals. 
um, because that was like the number one pushback. Oh my gosh, you can't drink a gallon of water. I already drink a gallon of water every day without even trying. So it wasn't really a big piece of it. So I, I 120 did, ounces, 128 ounces, right? I don't know. Why are you asking me that? Oh, okay. I drank four quarts. I had okay. a quart jar and I drank four of them every yeah. single day. Why do you need to know the ounces? I don't need to know. I was just. It's a weird question. Is it a weird question? Yeah. Like why? I wasn't measuring in ounces. or just filling up a quart jar. Well, four quarts in a gallon, right? And a quart is 32 ounces. So it'd be 64 times two, which would be I don't think anyone cares about the math. So I was right. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So I drank my <laughs> gallon of water. Um, and then I... The diet piece of this, I wanted to hit a particular protein goal. So my range was between 120 grams to upwards of 160 grams of protein every single day. My minimum threshold was 120, and I was aiming for about 140, 150 grams of protein. For my two exercises, I typically did one ruck outside, which I would just walk up and down our street wearing a weighted backpack. Some days I would just walk without the backpack, but I usually did a walk for my outside uh, workout. And then I would do some sort of strength training inside, but then also say my strength training only took me 20 minutes of the workout. I might finish the remaining 25 outside with like a jog or another rock or something like that. So very I, time dependent, just get the time done. Yes. I did a lot of, you know, 45 minute full body workouts, which were fun and exhausting. Um, but then I did some like more focused strength training, but it was very sporadic. I think we'll get into, into that. So that's, that's the thing with 75 hard is, um, you have to hit these and they're not, they're not necessarily optimal for maybe your particular goal. If you're thinking of doing this, we're going to kind of walk through what that looks like for you. So, and then the books I read, I read, uh, the untold story of milk. I read deep nutrition and I read, um, Jill Winger's old fashioned on purpose. And yeah, I crushed three books and it was amazing. Mm. And I got super hyped. If you've never read Kate Shanahan's deep nutrition, it's very thick. I think that puppy's like 400 pages, very small type, very technical. I'll say. And it was really, really awesome. So yeah. I usually would try to hit my reading in the morning and then I'd do a workout around lunchtime. My second workout would usually fall around dinner time or bedtime, unfortunately for you, who had to help with those uh, time periods. And then my water, I would just drink those four, four quarts and my protein I was hitting every single day. Just recently did a post on my protein. So if you're like, how'd you hit that protein? Just go to Instagram and look at that post. I laid it out there. 75 hard. How hard was it? Um, I think in ways it's easier than people make it out to be. <laughs> and I think it totally depends on where you're starting. What were you surprised by that was easy? Like what were you thinking initially was going to be, oh my gosh. I'm surprised at how effectively and simply i could carve out an entire hour and a half of my day every single day for physical fitness mm. i never cheated one ounce of that and i mean i dedicated an hour and a half every single day to working out for 75 days that to me was like the biggest accomplishment mm. and also the thing that i was like wow as a mom of three girls who like runs a couple businesses and homeschools i'm surprised i found that time mm. I'm not saying I found that time in the most convenient or I didn't put extra pressure on the external family members, but I found the time. 
That was surprising. The protein was surprisingly challenging. Mm. Um, the water was a, was a breeze. Like I said, I already pretty much drink a, lot, a gallon of water every day. And, um, you know, the progress picture was kind of dumb. I don't like that. I don't like that element, mm. but it's part of the rules, so I had to follow it. That was the one thing I was the most worried about messing up the challenge. It's like forgetting like, and just, yeah, just waking up and feeling this weird guilt and... Yeah, because the thing with 75 hard is if you if you miss one element, then, you know, they're like, if you only work out 44 minutes instead of 45, you got to start over. And it's like, okay, like. Very militant approach. It's too. very, yeah. well, I, yeah, it's it's a very militant approach. So. so I remember us talking about this early on. And the first thing that you asked me was, do I want to do 75 hard with you? And. Most people that know me. I asked you to be polite, just to be clear. I didn't really want you to do it with me. Most people that know me would think, oh, well, psh, of course Joey did it too. And I didn't. And I think I think it for for the for the most part, the reason it didn't interest me was primarily because of the fitness factor. There were so many things that I wanted to do from like a fitness objectives and goals and things that I wanted to accomplish with fitness that I didn't, but we'll get to that, that, um, this would have actually hurt my chances of getting there. Totally. <clears throat> and I've been training really hard and really consistently with, with running and lifting and, and, I, and having two 45 minute workouts, it, it, like it wouldn't have, the time factor just does is meaningless to me. It had a lot more to do with miles and rest days and recovery days. And some days I'm running for two hours straight. Then, and then one day I'm doing nothing but maybe some stretching and Epsom salt baths or, you know, polar plunges. Right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I didn't do it. And I think, I think the benefit though that I saw in it was less of a physical one. And I think that you also potentially identified that on the other side, but you definitely saw some physical benefits and gains, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a weight loss challenge. It's not ideal for muscle growth. It's it's actually not ideal for anything except for just to power through and self-discipline mm. because there's no way if you want to train to build muscle that doing two 45-minute workouts is in your favor. You want rest days. You want to hit the gym really, really hard with heavy weights for maybe 20, 30 minutes, <laughs> but not 45 and you definitely don't need two workouts a day to build muscle. So at the end of it, did you feel stronger and more fit? Um, I know that I was – I think I built muscular endurance. Mm -hmm. So more than I actually experienced muscular atrophy. So I think I built – and Kelsey, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry if I'm not getting these terms <laughs> right. But I think I built the ability to do things like – I finished my culminating day with like an eight mile ruck, which is where I'm wearing 20 pounds on my back. And I hit that at a 14 or 15 minute pace the entire time. Mm. Every single mile was under 15 minutes, which is a very, very fast walk. And then you throw on 20 pounds mm. on your back and that's a lot. And it was uphill the whole, like up and down a hill basically, mm. or a slight incline I'll say. So you know, that sort of muscular endurance, I was not able to do on day one of 75 hard. Day 75, I did it. Was so there I, were some gains there. There were some More cardiovascular gains, gains it yeah, sounds like. Yeah. More, I, I'm, I'm saying endurance in that, in that regard. Got it. 
But I think what I'm experiencing now on the other side of 75 hard is I'm really going for that atrophy. I'm really going for heavy lifting to build muscle. And then I'm I'm thankful for the rest periods within my workout and also the rest days because I think that that's actually more efficient to build muscle. The same thing said would go for fat loss. I think that this or weight loss in general, I don't think that this is like the optimum. Like if you're like, oh, I think I need to lose 10 pounds, like don't do 75 hard. Hmm. Um, there's better ways to do that. So the reason why I wanted to do it was for the self-discipline aspect. Um, and I said this before, but it's true. Like my day-to-day lifestyle, being a stay-at-home mom, a work-from-home mom, a homeschooling mom, there's so many spheres of my life where I have ultimate control, which is beautiful, and I've set my life up that way, and I'm really thankful for that. But what that also means is that I can scoot around discomfort in a lot of ways. I don't have a ton of external stress on my life. I don't have a corporate boss telling me something I need to do. I don't have a school system telling me I need to do something. I don't have a a boss of any kind telling me I need to do something or show up for work or, or do this thing. I, I'm very much self-employed, self-homeschooling, whatever. And that's great and all. And I know that you know a lot of people seek that out in their life. But when you've been living in that space, you don't realize how much you lean into comfort and how much you skirt around discomfort and how much you build comfort into your days. And so... I was in a spot where my youngest was three year, over three years old and I felt like, wow, if I'm going to put myself willingly into a position again to make sure like, do I still have the grit that I mm. once had? You know, I can think back on some times in my life where I, I was gritty mm. when Ray was one years old and I was writing the first workbook and I was just getting after it, waking up at 5.30 a.m., writing for two hours and then, you know, going on as a mom for the rest of the day. I mean, I was gritty. And I just hadn't had much time hmm. um, in in the recent months where I could look back and think, man, was the last time I set out to do something like I wasn't sure I was going to succeed, you know? And so that was a big motivation for me. I just, I just wanted to prove to myself that I could be self-disciplined. I watched you train for the marathon and I watched you in the times where you said it really, really sucked. And I'll never forget some of those winter mornings, like making coffee and you come in after running at 4 a.m. for two hours in the freezing cold in the dark. And I'm like, how was your run? You know, and you're like, it sucked. And I'm like, wow, he just woke up and started his day like that. Like, who does that? Why would you do that? And then I got to see you cross the finish line of the marathon. And like, I just, I watched that from the outside and I thought, I wonder if I have even an eighth of what it takes to do that, hmm. you know, and I'm not saying 75 hard and a marathon or anywhere close. They're not, absolutely not. But I just, I wanted to test myself, hmm. you know, I, um, as a husband was unbelievably proud to watch you do it and nothing would have gotten in my way of like helping you get across that finish line. Um, I did have a little bit of a qualm with it. Well, a couple. <laughs> my, my my major kind of bone to pick with 75 hard is that it's very anticlimactic. Like the ending of it's just yeah. The, it's just it's, there's nothing. It's it, yeah. you, you did a pretty good job of making a celebratory end 
right? You, 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 some people kind of ride around. You, you did this big, you know, kind of rock and really kind of extended yourself at the end. And it was there was a little bit of a ceremonious end for me on the on, for the marathon, right? It was like really big memory, right? There, there's there are songs now that if I hear them in my truck, I can only think of. Uh, there, uh, there's a specific song by NF called Careful that if the song comes on, I I am immediately transported back into my little brother's Honda Civic or CRV, whichever car he was driving, I can't remember. I, I really memory burned clearly. Is a CRV. And he was driving me downtown to drop me off because it was a much easier way to not have to go park and walk to the starting line, et cetera. And it's like, I hear that song now and all I can think about is the storm clouds rolling in as I was driving downtown for the, for the flying pig marathon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like the big celebration of it, 75 hard doesn't have that. It's almost like 75 hard, you get it done. And then, and then, and then you're done. Mm -hmm. And it was hard. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, I mean, that's great, but there's, there's a very powerful dopamine reaction that you get when you get to accomplish a goal. And I don't know. I liked that. And I feel like when you earn that, it's totally appropriate and it's it's the best kind of dopamine you can get in your life. Taking a quick break to remind you to check out Sun and Moo tallow products made from 100% grass-fed, grass-finished tallow, organic oils, and herbs. This is a Christian women-owned business with over a thousand five-star reviews. They have an educational portion of their Instagram to help educate you, the consumer. They truly believe that your beautiful skin comes from healing internally first and skincare is a second approach. And then they back that up with amazing skincare products sourced locally and made right here in the USA. Check out sunandmoo.com and use the code HOMEGROWN for 10% off your order. Again, that is sunandmoo, as in cow, .com and get 10% off your order by using the code HOMEGROWN. Science has shown that exposure to artificial blue light can impact our health in a number of ways, including messing up our circadian rhythm, and also leading to psychiatric disorders such as bipolar, depression, PTSD, and more. One of the ways we optimize our health in our home is by utilizing blue light blocking lenses. I have a pair of daytime lenses and nighttime lenses from Raw Optics, and they have been put to the test and worked beautifully. Raw Optics creates premium blue light protection that actually work because they have a colored lens. This is key. You can grab a pair of Raw Optics blue light blocking lenses at rawoptics.com and use the code HOMEGROWN for 10% off your order. Mm -hmm. So for anyone else out there, my encouragement, first encouragement would be that you have some kind of celebratory end to it. Mm -hmm. Anything you do like this is challenging. Have a celebratory end of some form. Another issue I had with it is that I was very unprepared personally with how much homemaking responsibility would now become mine, which was okay, aside from the fact that I was you know, my business was launching a new facility downtown in addition to our one outside the city. <laughs> and I was, you know, it's it just, I was extremely busy. And I definitely um, was feeling a little bit of burnout 
coming home every day and, uh, you know, super stoked that my wife is getting after it. But then it would be like, hey, babe, how's it going? You'd hear, what's up, Peloton? And you'd be like, oh, my gosh, she's she's gone for 45 minutes. And I would ask, I would say, is this is this your, like, second workout? And you'd be like, no, 90, it's my first. No, 95% of the time it was definitely my second. But it, I, yeah. We definitely had some times where I would get home from work and no workouts had been done. And then I would know that, oh, I've gotten home from work and now I'm going to take the kids like just 100% until bedtime. And my wife will, as soon as I get the kids to bed at like 930 at night, will tell me she needs to get her reading done. And then she would go sit down and start reading. And I would be like, okay, well, I guess I'll not see you at all today. I will work, come home, cook dinner, clean up from dinner, put the kids to bed. And then go and keep trying to keep the kids in bed all night long because they're out of the rhythm because mom's not there. And then I will go to bed and my wife will come up eventually. It was tough on all of us. So um, just I, I would I would encourage people to be aware of how much of a because it's a time focused endeavor, how much time displacement occurs. I felt like that was something I was not as prepared for. Yeah, I would say the actual tasks probably take you around two, two and a half hours every day. Um, but I don't think you felt that or I don't think I felt that as much until like day 45, 50. Like I, up until day 21, I had I was like chilling. It was like nothing. The first three weeks flew by. It was super easy. I went out of town for four days and I still kept it up, came home. It was like around day 35, 40, 45 that I really, I started to care less about like, oh, I got to make sure I get this all in before Joey gets home and started to just be like, I just got to get it in. Like, yeah, you know what? I didn't do both my workouts while you were gone, but like we did two hours of really, really dedicated schoolwork and we crushed three lessons of math. So I don't really care that you're doing the dishes. So like I... I think where I could have been better about that was just communicating that to you and like maybe like a check in like, hey, just so you know, this is what you're walking into. I'm trying really hard to get everything done, but like this is where I am. Hmm. And then also, you know, I could have halfway through, you know, chosen to wake up at 4 a.m. like you did for your marathon running and get one done before 7 a.m. I just I didn't do that most of the time because I was like, I'm already juggling a bunch. I don't really feel the need. And it wasn't until like the final three weeks where you were like, man, I'm burning out that I was like, oh, yeah. And then at that point, I was like, well, I only have three weeks left. So let's just power through. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things about this challenge. And I think we can move into like more sustainable practices that we want to take in in 2024, because I would never recommend someone treat 75 hard like they're every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think there's elements of it that you should take into your every single day. But I'm not like super pro everyone should do 75 hard once in their lifetime. I actually don't think that. I don't even think that people need to enter a strict season for more than a couple weeks, you know, because to me, it's like if you do 75 hard and then you never work out again or you go right back to drinking tons of alcohol or you, you know, have five meals a week where you're like, oh yeah, we just kind of had to eat out there or had a, you know, quote, cheat meal there, whatever that cheat meal even means. 
Like, what did that mean to you? What was the point yeah, of it? Yeah, and I think you have to walk in with you, you, what you want to get out of it. It has to be kind of on the front end. You, you can't walk into it thinking that 75 hard or any of these things are going to, there. even the thing that we are going to do, none of these things should be the fix. Yeah. The purpose of them is to educate you on what you're capable of. That's That's it. And I'll tell you right now, I didn't run the marathon because I wanted to be in better shape. Yeah. I wanted to run the marathon to see if I could finish a marathon. And I, I would say that with 75 hard, you were not going into it, at least I don't believe so, going into it thinking, this will really just turn my health around in a way that I want to do it. No. And, and I would say, I would actually disagree with you. I would say we should, you should definitely consider doing 75 hard, but you need, you need to go into it with the intentions of, achieving so so you broke some glass in your own mind uh, one there, there's some major learnings that came out of this you know that an hour and a half a day working out can happen at whatever we could have the craziest day and you can squeeze an hour and a half of working out in yeah because i had some crazy days the amount of people that i've talked to the amount of people that I know that are in similar positions as me or you, when it's, whether it's marathon training or 75 hard, are constantly like, how on earth, or like, must be nice to have extra free time, must be nice to be a business owner that you can just take off whenever you want, which that is so ridiculous, or must be nice to like be able to, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I wish I had an hour and a half every day to work out. And I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted to be like, well, yeah, like things got more difficult when you were doing that. So it's so obviously managing that time properly and appropriately would make sense. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, you know, personally, I was getting up super, super early primarily because I was going to work all day. And if I came home and did all my running every time, I, I basically would just be a, I would almost be like, I'm, I'm, I do nothing around the house all the time. So I knew that I had to get it done early in the morning when there were no tasks or obligations at home. Mm-hmm. And now I only had one to do a day. I didn't have two, two workouts a day, which also is a little more challenging. But you've learned now what you're capable of. Your capacity has changed. Yeah. And you know what? If you go two weeks a month, you hurt yourself, you get injured, something happens, and you have to take some time off, or your workouts look different, or you're not working out as aggressively, or well, at least you know you're at least you know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I'd say a lot of people need that. There's a lot of people out there that they're constantly making up excuses for themselves, mm. for everything, for getting into the real food game. Well, it's maybe it's financial. Maybe it's it's time. Maybe it's access to the good ingredients. Maybe it's and, and man, have you have you have you set a discipline in place? And once you get through that for a number of months, or maybe it's I'm not going out to eat for this much time to save money so I can buy food here. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, I'm going to put an extra hour in on, you know, prepping so that I can maximize the ingredients that I have and get multiple meals out of it. Or like th- there are disciplines that you can introduce. And oftentimes we just don't know what we can do. Yeah. I'd say that's a, that's a major factor. And so, yeah, if you're going into, you know, any kind of reset, whether it's the homegrown one that we are going to talk about or 75 hard or some kind of training thinking that this is the fix, I would say you are sorely mistaken. Mm-hmm. And that this is this is almost like a 
preview of what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. And now you need to wield what you've earned, this new knowledge, discipline, education, what have you, and wield it responsibly going forward. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. Definitely. You know, don't want to sound like a whiner here, but, um, yeah, I, I grew a lot during 75 hard, a uh, significant amount. So I, I learned that I can absolutely prioritize my time better to help around the house more. Um, I'm capable of coming home from work and doing a ton of work around the house. And, you know, it, it, it also taught me kind of to, to appreciate my wife a little bit more, <laughs> some of the stuff that you're doing. So it was a, a really good experience all, all around. So what are you taking into 2024? Things I'm taking into 2024 are, um, you know, we talked about it on a previous episode. I think it was the We Changed Our Mind episode, but like we used to, I would say, have a casual glass of wine on Sabbath or casually drink on the weekends with friends or family. And I have completely changed my habits with alcohol. Hmm. I, I don't think I would say like I don't drink at all anymore, but I don't think 2024 is going to look like how the beginning of 2023 looked like in regards to just I every time I drink alcohol I know that it's like well it's like a dessert but also there's a little bit more nuance to it so just having a broader understanding of what that's doing to my body and having a greater almost respect for that and saying is this worth it on a weekly basis? Mm. No, I don't think so. I don't think it is. Um, can it be used in times of celebration? Sure. Am I afraid of it? No. Um, so there's one thing I'm taking into 2024. I think I think it's actually a really common trend right now to say like I'm cutting out alcohol or I think that's great. I think more people should experiment with getting a little bit more uncomfortable. There's definitely no that, harm that I see. No harm. In cutting out alcohol. Absolutely no harm. So go for it. Um, so yeah, I think that that is something I'm taking into 2024. My focus and emphasis on protein. I think mm. I've we've talked to how many people now on the show who have just confirmed time and time so again. Many. So many people we haven't even dropped yet. So many conversations we've recorded that we haven't even shared yet. It's just people blowing my mind with mm -hmm. how important protein is. And so taking that into 2024, definitely never want to go below that 100 gram threshold always want to be in about a, a gram per ideal pound of body weight. So I'm going to be doing that. I do think in 2024, I'd love to do another round of CGM. Hmm. It's been about six months since I wore one. I think I just like to see how my daily habits are stacking up. You know, what rhythms have I put in place? Has, has building more muscle changed my tolerance to uh, various glucose spikes, if you will? So I think that that's interesting. And um, I really appreciate how 75 Hard brought in something intellectual. They made mm. us read. And I hadn't been reading. Mm. I just hadn't been. And wow, does that fuel your creative energy and your motivation and your zest for life when you are taking in the wisdom of someone else and diving really deep into a specific topic? It's just it's life-giving for mm. me. So definitely going to keep reading in 2024, focusing on protein and strength training. Um, everything else I feel like has fallen into like a really nice rhythm. And if I can just keep those pillars 
in my life in 2024, I think it's going to be a great year. I love it. A lot of similar things for me, the protein one being a huge one. Gosh, we've learned so much about it. I, I love this concept of the real food journey because if there's anything I'm learning more and more, it's that, man, from the, from when we started this podcast to now, I'm not, I'm not completely different in the way that I approach my own food, nutrition, and fitness, and mm-hmm, health, mm-hmm. and family, and but the more I'm learning, the more confident I feel. And I would say that taking a humble approach to everything that I'm learning, meaning like the first time I, the first, so when I learn something new, it would be very easy to think like, well, but I've always done it this way. And this is right because, you know, I interpreted this, we talked to this person and, but then we'll learn some more data and we know that actually, actually like we had it kind of right, but like we got to tweak it this way. And an example of that would be um, like organic food. Mm. This is a great example for me is, Hey, is there, is there some truth in the fact that eating organic is better than not? Mm -hmm. Sure. Can you eat organic food that is not necessarily great for you or straight up bad for you Mm -hmm. or straight up not going to be giving you any kind of benefit? Absolutely. Now, sounds obvious now, but it's really easy when you're starting your food journey out to look at some of these labels and see them as like a all clear. And man, man, some of the intricacies of dairy, some of the intricacies of glucose regulation, when and how I should eat my food and uh, having fruit in the morning. I mean, just so many different nuances that I've learned that you know, you could look at it and be like, man, so, you know, you don't want to be obsessive. You don't want to be, I'm not obsessive. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I love waking up in the morning and thinking, hmm, how can I, how can I do the best for myself so that I can have a good day? Mm-hmm. Not so that I can, you know, um, lose weight or gain weight or, or uh, there, there's no, there's nothing there. It's all, how can I give myself the best energy possible so I can be the best father, the best leader, the best husband? What can I do? to make sure that that's happening. And it's like, you know what? Maybe maybe don't have French toast for, for breakfast <laughs> with extra syrup, right? So that's, that's been pretty cool. Definitely taking that in as knowing that, man, where I am today might look somewhat different, you know, a year from now, right? And as we're ending, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up 2024, right? We'll be on these same microphones, like likely saying something along the lines of, man, remember that time when we were talking about blah, 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 and now we totally, it's like, not that, not that like we're way off course now, but that there's just so much to learn and so many ways to continue improving, you know, how we respond and act in different situations. So mm-hmm. um, just trying to stay humble there and being open-minded. Maybe open-minded is better rather than humble. Yeah. That's probably the main ones for me, for sure. Obviously, uh, some of those things I mentioned before of like my learnings from 75 Hard, I didn't do it, but uh, definitely felt it. And, um, yeah. What's next? Talk to me about the real food reset. So Joey had this idea, which was kind of inspired, well, maybe by Ruthie, but maybe not. But after I finished 75 hard, our middle child who is seven years old, we were in a conversation one night just having tea before bedtime. And I said, aren't you so proud of your mom? (laughs) 
<laughs> as parents often, you know, provoke compliments from there. Gotta get them somehow. Gotta get it somehow. So I'm like, aren't you so proud of me? And she's, nah, I bet I could do it, is what she said. So I was like, wow, okay, well, um, so let's come up with your own little challenge. You want to do a challenge? Let's do a challenge. I said, let's do 30 days instead of 75. And, you know, let's pick six things that mm-hmm. you can do. And we wrote a little checklist, and she hit her six little marks every single day. She did two cups of water, fermented veggies, or a ferment, a fermented food. Spoonful of sauerkraut. F- spoonful of sauerkraut. Uh, she did reading. Mm-hmm. Read ten. Read for ten minutes. Make her bed. Mm-hmm. Outside time for twenty minutes. What else? And she had to stretch for five minutes. That's right. So That's stretching, right. reading, outside time, spoonful of sauerkraut, make her bed, and uh, she had to check every single thing off for thirty days straight. She did it during the month of November, which was really fun because her final day was also my birthday, so that was super cool. But. It was really neat to watch her, who is seven, <laughs> just take initiative and like she's the one with the notebook and the check, like checking the things off. It's not like she was, I had to like poke her and say, She like, totally hey. took the responsibility of it too. And we gave her a big celebration at the end. We bought her a big toy, told her once she finished, if she didn't miss a day, yep. we'd buy her a toy and she was all excited. And it was sweet. And, you know, as I was going through 75 Hard, I was like, there's so many ways where this is beneficial as like a launching pad for me. As you were saying before, it's less about establishing daily rhythms and more about opening up your capacity mm-hmm. or at least expanding your capacity for a season. And I think the new year is a great time to expand your capacity because it feels like a fresh start Mm -hmm. and there's tons of energy and there's other people around you probably doing the same thing. And it's just the perfect time. And so what we want to do is invite the entire homegrown community to do a real food reset. We're going to do it for 30 days. So you can start on January 2nd if you want, but we're just going to do 30 days of as a community, we're going to work hard together. We're going to do um, simple things like we're going to cook something from scratch every single day. That and and I love this because you can enter into this challenge as a complete newbie and say, I don't know how to cook a thing, but I'm gonna scramble some eggs this morning mm-hmm. instead of pouring myself that cereal. And guess what? That absolutely counts. Or you can say, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna push myself to cook all three meals, or I'm gonna push myself to cook two of our meals every single day for mm-hmm. these 30 Scale days. Scale it. If you're in a position or a lifestyle currently where you're like, yo, I'm on a homestead and I'm, you know, this is all I do. Scale it. Scale it. There are people in the world listening to this right now that one meal a day, cooking one meal a day would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And 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 like for us, you know, we definitely are going to be doing this too. So stoked to have you on board. If you're like, man, I think I should be cooking three meals a day and maybe I should be teaching my kids something new about where their food comes from once a day. Do that. Mm-hmm. The idea here is, is to open up our capacity for how we are investing in our nourishment in our real food journey. Yeah. And when you and I were like sitting down chatting about this concept, because you're the one that came to me and you were like, I want to do a 30 day reset with our community. And you can't separate consuming real food with scratch cooking. You just can't. Like you Mm -hmm. could probably have the best meal delivery service in the world, but at the end of the day, it still probably has some stuff that like you're just better off making yourself fresh in your own kitchen. And so if you're like that homesteader who's like, hey, I got my three meals checked off, try try swapping out anything in your fridge mm-hmm. and making it from scratch. Mm-hmm. Make fermented ketchup and so, instead of buying it at the store. 
if if you're already checking all those boxes, amazing. Mm-hmm. But if you're like the 99% of us who aren't, then join us mm-hmm. and we're going to cook alongside of each other. Or just keep doing what you're doing and and post post about it to keep other people inspired. That, yeah. That's kind of the game here. Be our inspiration. That's kind of the game here. We, we want everybody everybody involved, posting what they're working on, the food that they're making, the, the lessons they're learning. We, we want to see it all. Yeah. And then we figured as we're kind of going through this 30-day challenge together, let's have each week have like a singular focus so that we can kind of give people fresh ideas for mm-hmm. what they could cook from scratch. So one of the, the weeks is going to be something fermented. Mm-hmm. Like let's make sauerkraut from scratch. Let's make another type of fermented vegetable, mm-hmm. carrot, green bean, whatever, fermented salsa, whatever you want. Make something from scratch, fermented, and then learn how to incorporate that into your meals. Mm-hmm. Um, the new resource we have coming out in early 2024, one of those concepts is like involving fresh and fermented foods into your meals because we want a really enzyme-rich diet. It's one of the reasons I'm such a strong proponent of raw dairy is because it's rich in enzymes. And our our ancestors 200 years ago were eating a lot more enzyme-rich foods than we are today because a lot of what we eat is cooked or it's been pasteurized or it's been microwaved, mm-hmm. my goodness. So incorporating some of this fresh and fermented food into our daily life is going to be a focus for one week. And then another week is going to be like, hey, let's learn how to make some meat stock. Mm-hmm. Let's do chicken stock. Let's do beef stock. If you want to make a veggie stock, do that. Mm-hmm. Another week is going to be like, hey, let's focus on protein because we all know that that's really important. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll show how we vary our protein throughout the week. And we'll show some of our favorite ways to cook it. We'll show some fa- some of our favorite protein-rich snacks, just really simple ways that we try to hit our protein goal mm-hmm. and trying to not lean too heavily on a, on a powdered protein shake, although we do make protein shakes from time to time. And then the fourth week is kind of up in the air. I think Joey and I are still kind of chewing on that one, but we really want this thing to be all-inclusive and then we want to celebrate mm-hmm. some way at the end because like 75 hard you know i very much did that by myself i was walking in the rain by myself and i think that was good and healthy for me but we don't want this challenge to be like that we want this to feel like everyone mm-hmm. is doing this together and we're going to find a really cool way for everyone to celebrate i love it super excited for it so follow us on instagram to kind of join in on that journey uh, primary would be homegrown underscore education. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be posting some ancillary things also at Liz Hazmer and at Joey Hazmer on our personal accounts. Mm-hmm. So follow us there. Um, and uh, yeah, as we wrap up this episode here, let's talk a little bit about sh- about shoptheh.com. Yeah. We have some awesome things there. We dropped dish brushes. Yeah, we did. And we, if you're hearing this, you, um, and you want an awesome... Help me describe the dish brushes better so I don't butcher this. Okay. So we've used the same dish brush for over two years. Never replaced the head. It's mm. never smelled bad. And it's made from horse hair, not plastic, mm-hmm. and um, beech wood. So it's pretty dang durable. I don't know how else I could sell you on that. Honestly, this was the same company. So the full story is this is a German-made horse hair dish brush that I found on a small shop that I actually found out is going out of business, which is really a bummer. But you, you really can't find them anywhere. I think they're listed on Amazon illegally. So please don't buy them off of Amazon because when we became a retail partner, we had to sign a very strict It was a pretty big pro- – there's, there's a reason why they're just now coming to the shop. Yeah. 
So we um, onboarded as a retailer with this German company because we owned this brush for two years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we literally, I was like obsessed with it. We had two of them and the standing one is my favorite. And so we just launched several items from this German company over on shopthe.h.com. Get on there for everything from coffee and tea to soap and brushes and sponges to sourdough tools. And uh, yeah, get yourself some awesome stuff. Support us, support yourself. Leave a review for the podcast. We like those. We like to read them. We do read them. Mm -hmm. And it helps the channel. So appreciate that. Again, follow us on Instagram. We will see you for the Real Food Reset. And until next time, that's a wrap.